Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you exiles listen to. This week on Taste of Dragons, we need to find a path out of this animal town. The news is series is. Our topic is plain Vikings bingo, and the dragon this week has a legacy in writing. As always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. Amanda. Brian, did you call me an exile? Did you call me an exile? We, we are all, all exiles at this point. From, yeah. What do you mean? How are you all in exile? I can't believe he said the words Vikings bingo and you picked up on exile. Oh, I zone out during that part. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. It's fine. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the mental picture of Vikings playing bingo wasn't enough to like draw you in. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like the dogs playing poker. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Now yeah. I want to see dog Vikings playing bingo. When you do bingo, is it with like the, the large <laughs> raff, like the raffle thing, or do you like it electronic? Oh, I like the, the balls, the spinning. Like, ah, old yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. Have you all played professional bingo? Yes. Yeah. It's intense, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> People are so hardcore. Oh, well, you have to get like at least 10 sheets. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Like you're and not playing bingo. The little dropper and yeah, everything. Yeah, get the like, ink blopper and like. Yep. I never knew bingo was that serious until we went with one of our friends' moms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got yeah. like you get to like your fifth sheet, and then they have another number, and then you're like, oh crap, I have to go. But I didn't finish this one, and then you're all behind. It's an active sport of yeah. listening. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, funny is. thing is, is they know whether you've won or not. They they printed out those cards. They're just right. not going to tell you. Maybe they missed it. <laughs> we get to keep the money. That's how they keep their money. <laughs> That's how they make their money. House always wins. Them Vikings. Yeah. Have you guys ever, have you guys ever seen the show uh, Impractical Jokers? Ugh. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> and there's always a punishment at the very end. So whoever doesn't do the best in the challenges or whatever throughout the thing, yeah. yes, they have a punishment for them. Uh, so uh, they they have like a behind the scenes type of thi- like show for it as well. And um, they were talking about how the worst punishment that they ever did was um, one of the guys who lost had to go to a professional like bingo parlor type place and uh like uh, i think it was on atlantic city and he had to go in there and then just randomly shout bingo oh, and no. he didn't have bingo yeah and, and it was it was the most awkward thing possible there was just so many people there oh. just giving him like wanting to murder him you'll get that, jumped for that <laughs> yeah sort that's of like thing. yelling fire that's it's just, that's yeah that's almost don't. worse yeah <laughs> You're messing with people's money. And he's money. just like, I don't, I don't want to yell bingo anymore. And they're just like, you got to do it, man. And he's like, oh, oh God, I'm, I think I'm going to get murdered. <laughs> this, is, this is not impractical anymore. Please. It was like six. I think he had. A, I think it was like the tenth time he shouted it. He got escorted out, and the people started cheering as they're the, as he was being Aww. walked out. It was amazing. Yeah, way to ruin their Saturday. Aww. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like being cast in that show was the actual punishment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Vikings bingo. Let's uh, let's uh, let's get into our games and what nice. we've been uh, what we've been playing. <laughs> what are you playing? What are you playing? And uh, you know, let's uh, let's let's start with myself actually. Uh, this week, uh, since I completed Final Fantasy VII Remake, I was like, you know what? I'm looking to get, get into a game that uh, you know I've, I haven't played in a little while. So at first, I went to Stardew Valley. Pretty great. Um, played about 10 hours of that. And then I got really into Path of Exile. 
which oh. is a free-to-play Diablo 2 type clone or whatever. Mm. One of those ARPG type Mandy, games. Mandy, I get the exile thing now. I get it. Yes. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be a good yeah. listener if you're going to listen to this podcast, damn it. That's right. <laughs> well, everyone listens, so everyone's a good listener. Everyone's a good listener. Oh, everyone yeah. sh- better be a good listener. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I got heavily back into it. Um, they uh, they have like different seasons. So every single season, there's a different gimmick. Um, and are they this like game's real been going seasons on. or are they seasons? Like seasons within, no, it's just seasons. They just call them seasons within. It's kind of like how Fortnite has seasons. Okay. It's just, okay. you know, hey, you know, we're doing a different event this, you know, this couple of months. And so, then they do they'll, it they'll, and, so when it is spring here, they might have a spring event. Sometimes, yeah. Um, but in, in this game, it's just like, hey, um, you know, this new season's called Delirium, okay, which is cool. what this one is. And you know, the 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 little um, the the little event that we're running, you know, has this type of you know mechanic involved in it. So it's so they change it up. I think it's about every three months or so. I think this one started about a month ago, so I'm a little late on it. But I'm uh, yeah, I'm 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 enjoying it. I haven't played in I think exactly a year. Oh, wow. That was the last time I played. <laughs> you were and, the exiled. Uh, like, I was. I you were was. exiled from and exile. It, yeah. <laughs> and it's a completely free game. So, I mean, if you if you liked Diablo 2 or Diablo 3 or any of the Diablos or those kind types of, of kind movement of games. Kind of dungeon slash games. Yeah. What class are yep. you playing? Uh, I am playing a Scion. What does that mean? It's like a wizard? Mind wizard? Yeah, yeah. What mind wizard? Let's go with that. Okay. He attacks you with brain waves. Ew, mind mind math. No, yeah. don't do it. Don't you dare attack me with mind math. Yeah, it's like yeah. he looks at you and then suddenly you remember like the worst part of your childhood. Oh, Pythagorean but theorem. But it like physically hurts you. <laughs> ah, the AP, ATP cycle. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. So if you if you are interested in any of those types of games, Path of Exile is for you, and it's it's great. So. Play we'll it if you haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's free. What you got to lose? Exactly. Just a little bit of time, which everybody has unlimited amounts of right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my game, Path, Path of Exile. Uh, how about you guys, um, Joe and Manda? Anything different this week? No. Why, why no. you got to say it so judgmentally, Brian? Damn. I'm Anything different this know, week? Like, it, like, like we moved on from Final <laughs> Fantasy. I was wondering, you know, maybe they moved on listen, you know, from Listen, some of Crossing. us are dedicated. Yeah. Some yeah. of us have, <laughs> yeah. have standards. Yeah. Some of us uh, have to make sure that that tree is exactly where we need it yeah. to. I mean, if it's like one space to the left, that's all night. It's just me, yeah. like, moving it back and forth. <laughs> and, and, and really, Brian, I, I'm, here, I'm here with Joe and Manda as well, okay? You can be alone on your, on your hill moving on from, from <laughs> Animal Crossing. I will stay here and play other games. And, and, and I got your letters, so I know you're yeah. still playing. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm still you're playing. You're sending me a lot of hedges, bro. It's a lot of hedges. It was. But, but a special thank you to Brian and Troy for continuing to add variety to the podcast as Joe and I are still playing <laughs> Animal Crossing. <laughs> There's a lot of flowers, man. I got a lot of things to hybrid. I got stuff to grow. Tell it me about it. It takes time and patience. <laughs> it is very fun. We all uh, this week we were all kind of introduced to the idea of watering parties, and uh, that is the ability to make it so that you have more spawns, more rare spawns, more flowers in general. If you have your friends come over and actually help water your flowers, so if you water your flowers with your rains, uh, you get a certain amount. I think it's like five percent ability to have rare spawns or more spawns, hybrids in general, flowers in general. And then uh, if you have one person come over, it goes to like fifteen. 
get two people come over, it's like 20. By the time you get to five people who come over, it's like, would you want a flower explosion tomorrow? <laughs> Do you want to not be able to walk in your town because there's flowers everywhere? That's what you get. It's amazing. And I think that's recharged a couple of our friends into like being far more like, yeah. I'm in it. There, I'm in it. Let's do this. There was a deafening silence somehow on the internet when that news dropped into our group. <laughs> when we figured out that you could maximize your flower percentages, it was just like a... <laughs> and then things just went ham. Water cans started sprouting in, in every one of my hand, and all my fingers turned into water water cans. Anyway, sorry, that was a weird we, weird vision I saw there for a second. I was like Edward Waterhands for a second. Like, that's exactly to, what I was about to say. Try. I had to share it with you all, even if it was sloppy. I had to share my vision. We we had, we had a really funny moment where we were over at Troy's Island uh, watering his flowers, and it was raining. And we had a friend who was not aware of what was happening come over, and she's like, "Does does the rain not work? Do you have to fl- water them even though it's raining?" And we we're like, "Oh, hon." We got, you you missed it. Welcome. You missed it. <laughs> you must have been off the internet that one day because right? right. it exploded. You just, you just missed that one post. Yeah, it did take about three days for for us to be able to prove that it worked. And because the, to begin with, there was only about three or four of us that were willing to do this every day. Mm-hmm. And when it, when it, when she had when the post had been originally made, we were like, "Is that true? Really? There's there's different kinds of sparkles in the in the yeah, flower you never sparkle." Know. Are mm-hmm. you sure? Because there's so much misinformation with flowers. And that, that is what I thought at first. Right. I genuinely felt like there's so much misinformation. There's no way this is true. And if this and was a lie, maybe... it would be a perfect lie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would. <laughs> Here I am standing there thinking there, there'll be different colored sparkles coming out of my flowers. Just keep looking Yo, at it. <laughs> it's for real. Yeah, it the, is not fake. So, I took video of it because, and I needed to show other people because when you go to your friend's towns and water their flowers, you don't get to see how hardcore those sparkles that's, are. Yeah. That's the tricky part. <laughs> so yeah. we're all doing it for three days, not knowing really like because there was definitely better spawns, but there was only a couple of us doing it, so it really wasn't that much more. Then by like day three or day four, we're like, "Yo, this works so good. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants us to come over and water? Let's all go to each other's town." What's your favorite flower that you've gotten out of this? Green mums. Ooh, green mums. I don't have any green mums yet, Me but, I, but I do have the it. I have the base for green mums, so I'm also excited. Yeah, purple moms. Uh, there's been a nice side effect, I think, that has happened from this uh, watering, these watering party tours, is I'm getting really, I'm getting more familiar with other people's islands, which is very oh, nice, yeah. and I'm getting to actually see them get built over time. We had a friend who's yeah. working on a spa, and we would come in every day to, on our in our watering brigade to water flowers, <laughs> and I got to like slowly see the changes they were making to this area, and it was kind of nice. It's kind of it was kind of reminiscent of the feeling you get when you're make you're like working on your own town and mm-hmm. it, it by, by proxy i got it in their town and that just helps build community and now it's it's just good it's another excuse to to, to have everyone over speaking it, it made me actually make paths oh uh, yeah. i am i am super against oh like making almost anything Thank that you, isn't Joe. natural in my town and i actually started making paths because i felt bad i, appreci- I <laughs> that- appreciate your paths it was <laughs> i was going wild out there <laughs> <laughs> our first couple of days our friends were like what is wrong with you there was flowers everywhere like there was almost no areas of my town that didn't have a giant patch of different kinds of flowers because i was trying so many different yeah. ways to hybrid you're, them out. you're like a mad and scientist of flowers at your <laughs> at your that's town what i do that's what i do and, it, and sometimes it worked and a lot of the times yeah. it didn't <laughs> but it's oh my gosh it was it was amazing so then i i finally had to put up hedges and stuff so people would not under, people wouldn't understand what i was like you can only just just do the front area like the first like you know 
10 things of mums you see just do those and like some of the wind flowers is fine just just do that stuff and people were going all over I, a couple of our friends were like i wanted to kill you i thought i had to do all this but like, no <laughs> don't water all my flowers. Be here like two this. hours i i had a similar problem where i had people over to water and i was like what are these two areas and then later i was like wait is there one more person still here and she had watered like everything and i woke up this morning i was like oh all of these power flowers had grown into my paths and i was like oh no, no just regular reds only the places thank, I thank you for your help and I very much appreciate your help uh, and I couldn't do it without you but the, the watering tour went to my benefit because for me I like I like laid out a path that everyone would follow me on through my towns as they water and I so cute. conveniently went by a ramp that needed money to be built <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Brian knows I have many schemes to get my ramps yeah. <laughs> and bridges built around here. And they, they've all worked. They've all worked. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the honeymooners, but they all work. <laughs> Speaking of money schemes. Yeah. So, so, so I don't know if anyone is following the turnip market, but this week I had a turnip price of six thirty six. Amanda which, was uh, the chosen woo! one this week. It was crazy. Uh, I didn't realize it. Uh, until I posted it in our group that it was the highest turnips have ever been in, in our, our group. group. Yeah. Yeah. And it was early in the week. Yeah, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, you guys posted at like 12, 15 p.m. Right. So it was I was, immediately I was after on my came. lunch break and I was like, yeah. hey guys, if someone wants to stop by, that would be fine. And for reference, every week oh somebody gosh. in the group will get this huge spike and then hundreds <laughs> or, you know, a large amount of people will then just... Mm-hmm just bog down that person's island so what was yeah, great about mandy is is it what you did about it right so so i worked till yeah. five so i just like i was noon and i was like hey guys you know what you just tell me if you want in and then at five i'll open my gates and we'll bring some folks in i came yeah uh I, I i checked back after work and it was uh up to 45 different people who wanted in and i i like <laughs> started to put my town together i like made a path so that people couldn't walk anywhere but to the turnips i was making signs and while i was doing it i was doing the math and i was like if everyone who's asked for this takes 10 minutes this will take seven hours <laughs> so I'm like okay we gotta get people in and out in like like six minutes so uh we made excel sheets and we were like we had like an attendance chart and like time frames and then it was like one of those old math problems where they were like you can i can come in but i'm only free between seven and nine because or like i'm only i get out of work at six mm-hmm. so you know clue me in after six and it was just like oh gosh okay so we'll, we'll and I, but i wanted to do first come first so uh Bottom line, in five hours, we uh, had 61 people come through, uh, and they made over 83 trips because some people came once, uh, more than once. So nice. uh, we depleted the bank of Nook. Yes, <laughs> yes. On my island, it was. Timmy insane. and Tommy are shook. <laughs> you are, you are Nook shook. Um, Turning turning turnips into bells is probably the thing that is breaking Animal Crossing the fastest. Because <laughs> I think money is of no object. <laughs> I, I think I think Brian, you were the first one in like the first week that we had turnips that just you didn't upgrade anything. You just piled an entire pocket's worth of turnips. Yeah. And then walked away and were able to pay off like three of your loans right out yeah. of the gate by your second week. At that point, it was just like, oh, Animal Crossing, you got to fix this. <laughs> but they were like, nah. 
<laughs> people like having money. Let them let them let them think this means <laughs> it's worth something. But, ironically enough, despite the fact that um, I have more money than I thought I would, yeah, um, is it it doesn't really change the gameplay very much. I had already gotten yeah. all of the housing upgrades, so yeah. I just finished off the last loan, which doesn't really change the game enormous enormously. Um, and then you can only get furniture, you know, once a day, and you can only buy stuff, and so. I may buy a shovel when I wouldn't have before, but aside from that, I mean, it's pretty much yeah, it's pretty much the same. It's nice to have a cushion, but <laughs> it's not nice game breaking. <laughs> so yeah. I will I say guess, for yeah. me, it it did change something a little bit because uh, I initially, when I started the game, I initially knew I wanted to have a lot of area for flowers for my house. I didn't want to have that many villagers. I didn't want to have that many people. I needed as much space as possible for flowers, mm-hmm. and because it forces you to basically have people. I was like, all right, fine. I'll put your house over here. And I tried to keep things as, as spaced out as possible. So in case I did want to without having to terraform, because I didn't know how that was going to work either, really. No matter how much video I had seen of it, I don't really know if that cost anything. Or So when I went to go move one house, before I had played the turnip market in week like three, I think it was, when, when we had the ability to do a lot of that, uh, I went to move one house and he was like, it costs 50K to move that house. I'm like, you can, you can eat it, bro. I am not moving that house. I'm not moving any of these houses. I've already built the town around them anyway. I don't need to move the houses now. I'm like, move that house. Psh, I'll move it here tomorrow. I'll move it there the day after. Now I move a house every day just for fun. And I'm like, I just like watching you have to put your stuff in boxes. <laughs> Animal Crossing. I have moved this one dude like four times, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. Keep putting it in boxes, man. One of these days, it'll be the last time. <laughs> is that what Animal Crossing is actually? Is that what the definition actually is? You're just, just crossing these animals off the list, moving them back and forth? <laughs> there was a great meme uh, of those uh, the aliens, the little black and white alien drawing where they're usually saying something. They're they're calling instead of saying magic the gathering they're saying enchantment the congregating like they're explaining what a game is uh they did an animal crossing one with the, the meme aliens and they called it uh, creature intersection oh, nice mm. and that's i think the point of the game is the intersecting creatures yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they're coming yeah. here they're visiting you and they're going somewhere else they're just crossing they're crossing that's right Passing cross by. that island that's right. Passing by. but yeah mandy you made a lot of tips and i think you ended I up did. walking away with like over five million bells by the I end made, of it okay nice so full disclosure i bought 10 turnips this week or right. 10 packs of 10 so 100 turnips this week because uh-huh. i didn't care and i left with yeah. over five million bells and tips so special thank you to everyone who dropped money on their way out and special thank you for you you made it efficient so you could get everybody in i, I did oh, do yeah. the math and uh the person who came the most did five trips and if they had a full inventory every time that means that they made over 10 million bells in uh in in the Belltopia. In the Bellapalooza. In the Bellapalooza. Turnapalooza. Bellapalooza is awesome. <laughs> Troy was calling it a Turnapalooza. Yes. As your bodyguard yeah. and bouncer. <laughs> I had oh, to yeah, be. That was great. Just Troy's just like move along. Move along. Oh, yeah. I got to dress up. My character, Melvis, got to dress up as the police officer and just get everyone <laughs> in line, make sure there were only two people inside Nooks as, at a time. Joke's on him. He thought it was going to be a bit. He's like, I want to come over as a police officer and tell people, like, uh, uh, like, like body bodyguard for you and i was just, like totally, totally i just wanted to say police lines like move along and nothing to see here keep it brief <laughs> before i knew it i was working for five hours <laughs> like you genuinely had things for him to do it was very funny 
Yeah. When I when I had come over the first time, I I was uh I did see you say move along, and I was like, I'm already on my I'm going into Nooks, man. like, oh no, was I not supposed to go into Nooks yet? Oh no, maybe I just gummed up the system. Did I ruin everything? And then I got in there. There was nobody in there, and I was like, oh, nope, nope. Maybe it was just for me. Maybe because I was being slow mo. I was gonna like wave at you and be like hi and do the joy thing. I'm like, wait a minute, they probably have a lot of people to do this. With them. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, that's what happened to me. I stopped and I waved at him. He goes, move along. I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I do need to leave. <laughs> we had a lot of people where where they saw Troy's comments before they saw him, so yeah. they were like, "Oh man, I wonder what." The, and then they're like, "Oh, it's Melvin." Oh, it's just Melvin. Oh, it's just Melvin. <laughs> He's a sweet boy. Uh, we did have a photo finish ending. One of our friends who had just gotten their turnips had just gotten uh, you know uh, free time from work. Literally was running towards Nooks. As the bells were chiming that Nooks would close, they were able to get to the door and right inside. They- they they stepped off of the airplane oh at nine fifty eight, <laughs> and they stepped into Nooks at exactly ten o'clock. He opened because the door and the lights were on. The door shut and the lights were off. He oh. got in like the exact second wow. that yeah. he had to. It was very funny. That's awesome. It was the perfect way to end five hours of whatever <laughs> that was that we did. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. And the, the other person who was already in uh, Nooks. Uh, actually was able to record it and they posted yeah, it. Yeah, we have a video of it, yeah. Yeah, there's video of him walking on the very last chime. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. It's a good thing he used the Witcher song. There's a lot of chimes in that. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Mandy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But it was a lot of fun. It was good. And thank, special nice. thank you to anyone who's listening who came. I greatly appreciated you having fun with us. Yeah, well, thank you for having us over, man. That was awesome. Indeed, indeed. All right, so that'll, that'll do it for uh, for for you guys' game, which was Animal Crossing again, which is, you know, fine. <laughs> it just sounds so judgmental sounds when you so say judgmental. it. I think, I think you should say, which is your game? Animal Crossing. You play too, Brian. I do. I do. <laughs> All right, and then uh, that brings us to Troy. What did you play this week, Troy? All right, I got to come back to a game that I last played in 2018. Uh, It's made by Hazel Light Studios. It is a way out, that co-op adventure game that is like part puzzler, part uh, stealth, part action, part dialogue tree. Anyway, cool game. You're pretty much as uh, these two dudes who are trying to break out of prison and what's interesting about the game is that each player is kind of in their is kind of the main character of their own game. Okay. And this is it's all kind of spliced together in a really cinematic uh, 70s vibe feel. Um, I played this originally with my wife, Mandy. Um, I was the guy with the big nose. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> she was the one with the short temper. And I was the one that was very serious trying to get things done. We were like good cop, bad cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so... Uh, so we finished the game, uh, but I had a friend who really wanted to play it then. But when he approached me, he was like, hey, do you want to play this game? I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm playing it with my wife. So, sorry, sorry, man. And then I believe he went to you, Brian, right? Yeah, yeah, he went to me. He's like, hey, uh, did you hear about this game? I'm like, yeah, I heard about it. I'm going to be playing with my, with my wife. And he's like, ah, damn it, you guys and your wives. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no context. That's what he wrote to me. And he didn't even tell me it was you. He just went, you guys and your wives. And he just like left. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so he's one of my closest friends, one of my groomsmen. And so I was like, dude, when you play this game, I will, I will be there. No problem. Well. Here we are in quarantine. We got time of our hands. That backlog is shrinking shorter and shorter. He, he lofted it over to me. He was like, hey, 
is it time? And I was like, hey, I made a promise. Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> and we broke out of prison last night. Ooh. <laughs> nice. uh, and we are a, a probably about a quarter of the way through the game. Um, so what's interesting about replaying this game is that I already know the story. And so what's interesting, since it is kind of a narrative-driven uh, tale, I'm actually role-playing more than I did last time. Because when you originally played the game, mm-hmm. you don't know the characters. And part of the story is figuring out their characters' past and their backgrounds and what they've done. But the characters, they already know who they are. <laughs> yeah. You know, in-game. <laughs> so, so I'm playing as the same character I did last time. And so I'm actually grafting my dialogue and my actions knowing my character pretty well. It, it's kind of cool. So I'm kind of giving him like this really, uh, 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 I guess, perfect scenario kind of natural very feeling. very true to what it, yeah, yeah, he would be like, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, since it was two years ago, I don't really remember the details. So oh, I'm right. kind of re-experiencing them in, in, a, in a fun way. Um, I, 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 I reduced him to tears yesterday. Because we were breaking out of prison, and there, there's a lot of co-op elements to this game. But one is very simple. Hey, there's a tall wall. Here, let me bend over and, and you know, cut my hands. You jump on my hands. I'll boop you up. And then you pull uh-huh. me up. Well, we were playing the game. We're having fun, you know, as we, as we do with each other. And then as I was, <laughs> he, he got on the wall, and I was, he was going to bump me up. He bumped me up into the top, and then I just left him. <laughs> <gasps> And usually the game like doesn't let you do that. It'll like stop gap you yeah. some way. But I got to keep going. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the further I went in this game, the more he was just in tears and laughter, just saying, "You, you, you left me. <laughs> you, you left me." And then me, me being like, "Have fun in prison." <laughs> and he can see you can see each other's. Um, play like they're they're each other's screen so he could see just how far further along i was getting in the game without him and the longer i went the funnier it was to him (laughs) and to me like we were both just reduced to tears uh until finally there was like a door i couldn't you know break open by myself (laughs) fine (laughs) he's just there the entire time with his hands up in the air you you left me (laughs) (laughs) so uh, two years later, getting a new experience out of it. It's actually, you know, kudos to that game. Uh, so right on. Nice. Nice. All right. Cool. Cool. And that was A Way Out. Yes, yes. Hazel Light Studios. Nice. The makers yeah. of uh, Brothers. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. All right, cool. So that'll do it for our games this week. And now bring us to our news segment. News, 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 news. So this week on news, and stop it, COVID. This week there's going to be no Fortnite's 2020 World Cup. Stop it, COVID. Right? Boo. They will still hold online competitions uh, for cash prizes, uh, but uh, due to like global latency, so like um, uh, how how long it takes for your computer to react to something uh, over the internet, mm-hmm. um, that's not really feasible for something global. Uh, so because you won't have it, the reaction times that somebody else would have. You, just need to you know, artificially like slow down the the faster internet. Huh? There you go. Oh yeah, that totally, uh, totally. And a first-person shooter that completely depends on reflexes. And while you're no at it, problem. just give that control to the government and just let them do right. it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You trust them. They'll, they'll get it Ask done. Every government. Yeah, that works. <laughs> uh, but so they're not going to hold a a in-person 
you know, World Cup like they did last year. Uh, but, you know, they're going to try to make up for it by doing a little bit more with third-party tournaments, a little bit more with their own tournaments. Uh, so at least they'll still be that. Just no, no best in the world this year. Wait till uh, 2021 for that one if, you know, Fortnite's still around and we still have internets and, you know. <laughs> Global, everything is still around. You know, who knows? If COVID has stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, see. hopefully. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. And then the next bit of news, uh, this Thursday, May 7th, at 11 a.m. Eastern, or, you know, 8, 8 a.m. Pacific, like they announced it, uh, Microsoft will be showing off Xbox Series X gameplay uh, along with their partners. So for the first time, we'll actually be seeing what graphics look like in real time. Dude, I got breaking wait, wait. news. I bet they'll be good. What's what, that? What 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 <laughs> what if they what if the game they show is Fable? Uh-huh. Mandy. Uh-huh. It could be. Uh-huh. I'm not going to I'm not going to rain on your parade here, you know. So whatever game you want it to be, <laughs> maybe it will be. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe it'll be a Dragon Age Fable crossover. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> now you're making fun of me. But Fable <laughs> is a very reasonable <laughs> Oh, what's that with the whiff of Harvest Moon in there? How's it? How'd they get the license for that? <laughs> Just because that would Fable be the perfect Moon. game doesn't mean <laughs> it would be, Fable Moon would be the best game ever. I agree. <laughs> Dragon Fable Moon Four. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna ask uh, any guesses or anything that you guys would like to see from it. Uh, I get I already know Mandas. Uh, <laughs> oh oh oh! They're gonna show they're gonna show some Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, what, yeah, definitely. What if it was Assassin's Creed mixed with a really sad game that makes you think about depressing things that the world does? Yeah, see, actually, I know it's, you it's too. an Assassin's Creed game. It's an Assassin's Creed game where you actually send letters to all the people that you kill. You're sending letters to their family saying you're sorry that the oh. Templars did these things. Oh. and Yeah, but you're making their family feel better because you're taking responsibility it's, for the fact that you murdered all those it's people. It's like Assassin's Creed mixed with that kind words game with the deer. Bingo. Yeah. Whoa. Assassin's kind. <laughs> yeah. Um, for myself, actually, I'd like to see um, uh, like maybe the next Halo or maybe even another Gears game. Oh, you mean like an lines? Xbox exclusive? What's their exclusive, wheelhouse? Yeah, it's gonna um, be Halo. Yeah, something along that D- line. Come on, I, I, it's, yeah, it's freaking Halo. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a helmet. Yeah. It's gonna be a very shiny helmet. Yeah, and, and I don't know, but uh, some, uh, a gun. But I'm with you. I think it's definitely gonna be Assassin's Creed. It's gonna be <laughs> I'd like to see anything but a first-person shooter, like literally yeah. anything but that. Yeah. I don't care what it is. If it's pretty or shiny or even dopey looking, I'm cool with that. It's, prob- mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a first-person shooter. shooter with a male main character who has, who has dark hair and light skin. Uh, big, muscly. <laughs> big, big, big muscly. Big muscly. Big muscly. And then when you put armor on, yeah. he looks even more muscly. This podcast is not kind of Xbox. <laughs> no, no, that was just a comment about video games in general, but like... Yeah, oh, that, that wasn't for Maybe Xbox. I'm not kind to Xbox. I was like, man, nice Xbox dig, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> I yo, they give me another Naruto game, they're getting money out of me. <laughs> like in a heartbeat. I'll go buy another Xbox, they make another Naruto game. I'm there. Actually, you know what? I, I retract what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, I think it's going to be the next uh, Setsana's, uh, whatever the heck it is. The Hell. The, oh, the Hell. Oh, Senua's Sacrifice. Senua's yeah, Sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the yes. next one's called, but they did demo it. But that would be a great thing to show on the system. Yeah, because they did, they've showed the trailer for it. They've announced it. So that would actually, I think that would be a great game for them to show. Yeah. Cool. So. When is that happening? Yeah. 
Uh, that's happening this Thursday, May 7th oh, yes. at 11 a.m. We can talk about it on the next podcast. Woo-woo. That's right. We'll we will up. definitely be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, The Last of Us 2 and The Ghost of Tsushima uh, both got new release dates. They were both uh, delayed before. Mm-hmm. So Last of Us 2 has been delayed a month. It's now going to be coming out June 19th. Not bad at all. And Ghost of Tsushima is going to be delayed to July 17th, which is, I think, also another month after when it was supposed to be. Cool. So not bad. Uh, not bad watch out for the last of us stuff apparently there's been some leaks of the story online uh i I might have been spoiled i'm not sure if what i saw was real or not or someone just trolling for lulls Uh it was a very generic thing they said so like who knows but just in general Mm -hmm. watch out for any chat rooms or or chat text that you cannot (laughs) chat chat rooms yeah i know (laughs) what what was it it feeds in in twitch yeah yeah, twitch feeds uh, like what? Yeah, Twitch feeds, the chat feed? uh, Instagram stories, the chat feed, what, uh, Facebook, the stories. chat part of Twitch. What is that called? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's called chat. Okay, the chat. <laughs> yeah, watch out for the chat in Twitch because that's what happened to me. It just, it's just like a uh, flurry of like comments and stuff, and I think people were just spamming mm-hmm. uh, secrets in there. So, watch yourselves gotcha. out there. Do, do, on a sidebar, do do chat rooms still exist? Is that like a thing that's specifically our generation? If you want to find a chat room, you can. Oh, I know, I know, but to, like, are but they like could. prevalent or is chat chat room? I mean, if you want to find locals in your area, they're <laughs> right, definitely. Right. You've answered my question. I get it. Chat, <laughs> chat rooms have just evolved to like Tinder and Grinder. That, okay. That's just what it yeah. is now. ASL. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the only chat rooms you can trust now are Animal Crossing. So don't don't go anywhere. See, that's not a chat room. It's just chat. <laughs> that's just chat. It's just chat. For now. That's right. We can only we've, trust it for now. This dro- is the golden era. We've yeah. dropped the room. Yeah. The, the, the room is the creepy part. The room part? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, I think that'll do it for our news this week because uh, really all the rest of it, eh, whatever. Uh, but now that brings us on <laughs> to our most important bits of the week. It's sports ball news with Snow White's Huntsman. <laughs> dun, 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 sports. Hello, world, and welcome to me, the one and only Hunter Trip Tana, Brian. I'm your sports guy with the eye for good bread that is rye. Now, let me tell you, it's been a rough couple of weeks of zero sports happening in the world. That's why I couldn't make it. What? The good news is sports came back this week. And by back, I mean I watched some YouTube Roundup videos before catching the L train here. Now, let's get into the big news of sports. And by sports, I mean just the Overwatch League. The New York Excelsior has been benched for three weeks as games have shifted to include the Asian teams in order to allow them to catch up for the delays in the season. Well, after a three-week hiatus... Most teams were a bit rusty getting back into it, but not New York, baby. (laughs) (laughs) New York slam dunked on these separate teams. Three zip each time, showing the other teams that COVID isn't the only thing to be scared about these days. The Shanghai Dragons, who notoriously were the worst team in the league two seasons ago, currently seem poised to be the only team that can prove a threat to the New York progress that is New York. But we'll see how the Shanghai Dragons do next week, and I'll talk about that next time. 
In other news, Overwatch pro player Sinatra, famous for being an Overwatch League 2019 champion, first of his ladder, MVP last season, and being the poor sap who got to explain to Jimmy Fallon on Late Night what Overwatch is. <laughs> well, he quit Overwatch. Sinatra's out. Oh, no. According to a, to his statement, uh, uh, to a statement that he put out, the 20-year-old champ mentioned that his heart simply wasn't in the game anymore, quoting the 2-2-2 roadlock, long wait lines, and hero bands as possible reasons, but eh, I don't know, I'm 20. After his departure, he was quickly hired by a professional Valorant team. Valorant is a new shooter by Riot Games that has Overwatch similarities. Dumb! <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I haven't played it. I don't know. It's, it's probably better. I don't know. Anyway, in response to his future Overwatch playing needs, he said, and I quote, Now I can play without using all my skill. I can just effing troll. And trolling in that game is hilarious. Best of luck to you, Sinatra. Now, back to your Taste of Dragons troll, Brian, take it away. Thank you again for that, sir. And uh, now for the even more important segment. Oh, damn it. We have, <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, I was still in character. <laughs> oh, well, then fine. You, you, no, you I made, guess you were. You made a I dig. Wasn't. You made a dig. I heard it. I, was, I haven't gotten back on the L train yet, okay? You just you thought I left. You slid it in there. All right? You know what? I'm I, out. I don't care if you've left or not. You can hear everything Gosh, I say. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm going to close the door. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that door shutting was very similar to you or so you're walking out sound. Slam. <laughs> Thank you. There it is. That was him leaving. Boom. <laughs> Foley artist. So again, now the most important segment of the week, which is turn up for what? And this week it's gonna be brought to you by Finula. Turn up for what? <laughs> The stock market hit a record high this week with prices exceeding 636 in the local sector and 800 on the RTE. Lucky investors reported earnings as high as 10 million bells in the single week. After the recent crackdown on tarantula trafficking by island authorities, this influx in bells is sure to stimulate the local economy. In other news, renowned conman and suspected art thief Red has been reported lurking around island beaches. Residents are advised to report any sightings to local authorities and to avoid purchasing these priceless antiques. An island businessman and real estate tycoon who preferred to remain anonymous insists that Red is a crook, but you should shop at Nooks. That's a company you can trust. Until next week, this has been Fanula from Bree reporting. Buy low, sell high, and stay safe. Turn up for what? All right. Well, thank you for that. And uh, any other news that we got from uh, from Animal Crossing this week, Joe? Why, yes. Uh, Animal Crossing actually made it really big this week. Uh, they it was on the front of the Financial Times, I believe, and it was an actual article about how the Bank of Nook and Nintendo sent out a letter in the game saying that they were going to be slashing their interest rates. Because uh, players were time traveling and possibly taking advantage of things. And 
they uh, they decided the bank was going to mimic real life bank insider trading <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but it, they, the person who wrote the article, actually wrote the article like it was a real article <laughs> about, bank, about a bank. Yeah. And it, 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 in actuality, it really is what's going on in the game. At first, I read it and I was like, they're not really. T- wow, they. Re- this person actually is talking about how the bank in Animal Crossing works. Were they just listening this to our podcast? Because awesome. I, I feel like they just yeah. took your bit, man. Yeah, they just stole my bit. They just stole your turnip yeah. for what bit? Yeah. They brought up the tarantula <gasps> trait. They brought up how uh, they, people gosh. they had. Nintendo had nerfed it with the last update and making it so that the bugs no longer spawn in the same rates and the way they rate. So See? you can't go make your own tarantula islands without wasting a lot more time. Everyone video is games listening. Actually... <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're using their noodles then. Because ah, ah. the noodles are tasty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but in general, actually, video games have been making it pretty big. Uh, a lot of uh, record-breaking sales numbers for video games in general have been happening. So uh, Animal Crossing being the chief of all of those, it broke every record possible for the Switch and for what Nintendo was expecting. Yeah, I heard people throwing around uh, the the term saying that Animal Crossing is the game of the pandemic. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, that um, is the phrase that gets used a lot. Not only are we seeing it kind of break through mainstream uh, uh, media like that um, and, and, uh, and into the news, even my friend who's a professor at a, at, a, at a college, I was talking to him. And as I was like, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. He's like, yeah, I know what that is. I'm like, what, what do you mean? He's like, oh, my students. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, that's all they're doing. <laughs> like, age-wise, it's captivating everyone from, like, children to full-ass adults. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's incredible. From children to from children to Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah. <That's- laughs> we got news today that Danny Trejo, uh, Robert Rodriguez's golden boy, Machete <laughs> himself, is playing Animal Crossing now. I couldn't yep. be happier. <laughs> you have tweets from Chrissy T- uh, Teigen complaining yeah. about um, stuff that's going on in her town. You got Elijah Wood who's coming into people's yep. ha- uh, islands for turnips and, <laughs> and politely asking is he, if he can pick their trees. It's kind of weird. Yeah, Just a very Elijah Wood the, thing to say. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. You also got the guys from Queer Eye uh, actually giving people makeovers yeah. in the game. I heard. Aww, yeah. That's cute. <laughs> It's 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 checking so many boxes of things that we can't do in real life right now, and it's it's in a world where it's not. We're talked about a million times. Animal Crossing is great. It's 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 yeah. making us all better. I'd love to see someone do a comparison to a real life event versus Animal Crossing because they say that video games make more money than movies and television combined. Yeah. So I'd be really interested to see yes. this. They're like, hey, the the amount of people playing Animal Crossing is the same as like maybe this is wrong, but like the same as the finale of Game of Thrones or something. I would love to see someone make a comparison between like normal, quote unquote, normal. Where's that market researcher we talked about last week? Yeah, where's she at? (laughs) We need to get her on this. Nintendo doesn't really release numbers as far as how many people are playing games. And and they only release kind of not even sales number. They just release top tens. I don't even think they do. No, no, Nintendo releases. Nintendo is actually one of the only companies that's that's extremely forthcoming with how many copies of a game sold and how fast they sold, where they sold, the percentages of the age ranges, gender, all that. That's right. Nintendo is super clear about that. A lot of other companies are not, yeah. <laughs> but they do not. You are completely correct. They do not put out any information about usually about who's playing the game itself online, right? right. Because they're so family friendly, they don't ever want to have any kind of a negative, you know, thing happen where they're giving out information where it might be negative to children right, in some manner. Right. Yeah. So they don't they don't do any of that. They, there's usually none of that kind of information sorted about. But I will say, uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, I do believe the last time I saw a headline or I saw an article was uh, it sold more copies than Ultimate Smash Brothers, 
and Pokemon Sword and Shield and one other game combined. Wow. Like, it, it destroyed Oh, the Bre- Breath of the Wild, of, I think, of, was the other one. Uh, Bre- yeah, that Breath of the Wild was the other game. Yeah, yeah wow. It, it was insane. And when I read that, I almost couldn't believe it because Smash Brothers, there was not a person I knew that wasn't playing that game. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect like, game for the time. It, it it's it's, oh, it's yeah. hitting on more than just a game sense. It's hitting on like a this is keeping me going sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it's, and it's like not just talking to people on Zoom or something like that because you know talking is one thing, but you can also interact with yeah. them in the game, Socially. doing just normal everyday stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not. I think it's t- know, it's ticking the social box for people to hang out. I think it's ticking the the schedule box for people that that aren't working right now to be like, hey, I yeah. still have to wake up and do this thing by he- by you know the shop opens at eight and I got to get this done by three. Mm-hmm. That is so necessary for humans to just kind of like keep their bearings kind of you know in their day to day. That this game is giving you a facility a facility. <laughs> A facsimile of it <laughs> that uh, that uh, it's really adhering to to all different ages, which I think is great. And, and anything to further legitimize video games, uh, yeah, I think it's great. Oh yeah, oh absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that'll do it for our news this week. Uh, now uh, you know, Troy. Um, I was yes, thinking Brian. this week we could uh, instead of a tasty topic, I, th- I was thinking we could do a little mighty morsel. If uh, if you're cool with that, a uh, sounds great. Sounds great. What about? Yeah. All right. All right, you know, I, I I don't know. Do you have any uh, any ideas, Troy? Anything yes. cool happened this oh, week that you oh, might be yeah. into? Check it out. Right, okay, wait, wait, wait. So check before we start, on, last I, Thursday. Just, just, I yes. just, are Joe and I invited? Are oh, we allowed to? That's up, Brian. Oh, Brian, I mean, you just you just pointed me yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you if you wanted anyone else to 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 mighty morsel it up or not. Oh, oh, all dragons oh. are welcome. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, okay. so next I, time, I'm in, I'm in. it's a, it's a, it's a, hey, Troy, Mandy, and and, and Joe. <laughs> thing. Otherwise, I was just gonna go, man. <laughs> um, so let's let's cut right to it. Assassin's Creed uh, debuted their brand new game that will come out this year, and they did it in a really cool way. Um, Assassin's Creed earlier this week pretty much got um, Boss Logic, who is a digital artist. Uh, famous in his in the world of digital art, <laughs> kind of a master in in that in that genre to pretty much say, hey, you're going to be the one that's going to reveal what the next game is going to be and where it's going to take place by drawing it. <laughs> so at 8 a.m. he started a stream and he took his time. <laughs> like he he's good at what he does and he wasn't letting any type of social pressure. Oh, that's where I got spoiled. I was watching him on on the stream. That's where the the Last of Us spoiler came from. And for anyone who didn't um, see him creating this work of art, he he is photoshopping it and he's doing a bunch of photo manipulation yeah. as well as drawing. So he's not Coloring. it's not like a piece of paper and he's drawing a picture. He's like yeah. It is still tedious work and it yeah, does take absolutely. a lot of detail and you get to kind of see it come together over time. But for a while, it was just a shadow. And then people were like, I think it's a person. I'm not sure. And at one point, his shoulders looked like gorillas. <laughs> and we were like, is, it, is this like a cross between that Humankind game that came out last week? Like, what? What's going on there? Uh, but eventually, we saw some boats. We saw some uh, kind of castle-looking things. And it, it, it very much showed that this was going to be a Viking-type game taking place either in, in uh, Norway or somewhere in, in uh, England. And, uh, and that's when the hype really kicked into high gear. Um, as of today, they released a full trailer for it, and the trailer is beautiful, as all Assassin's Creed reveal trailers have been <laughs> yeah. Yeah. since the beginning. Um, also very violent. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, th- this this trailer didn't even seem like an Assassin's Creed trailer until the last five seconds. <laughs> right. The, when it was just like, oh. <laughs> the, the trailer actually did seem like a brand new action movie that you would be watching they, a time period piece they, up until that. They like to subvert their own uh, narrative. So the whole time I'm watching the trailer, I'm like, is he the assassin? Maybe he's not the assassin. Maybe the other guy is the assassin. And then these are like Templars, but they're good Templars. But oh, but that, yeah. oh, never mind. I'm all, I'm, everything about me is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got to get a, a, the the trailer is great. Go watch it. It is, it is interesting and it's uh, it's visceral and it's bloody and it's exciting. Um, I got to watch a developer's commentary on it with the creative director and the narrative director to kind of get a little more details out of what this game will be. Um, so so basically, you will play as Avor, which is be a young Viking in Norway in the ninth century, and then you will head to England. Uh, to do some settling, and that's going to be part of the game. Is this idea of some type of settling thing, uh, maybe like a town builder sim? I'm not sure. Do you think there's farming? I, like, it looked like not you farming, but maybe like maybe I'll get to harvest some stuff. You put enough points into this thing, and they'll farm. Like I'll harvest some <laughs> moons or something. Okay, uh, I see. Uh. Okay, moving on, <laughs> moving on. Um, the combat will range between doing raids, which is like specific uh, fighting scenarios, to having full wars. Which I'm a little bit like, I don't know about because they had full wars in the last Assassin's Creed game and they were a little underwhelming. So we'll see if maybe they improved on that on that, uh, on that uh, function, on that little asset. Mm-hmm. Um, you can dual wield anything in the game. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh wow. The trailer shows uh, the, the character Eivor with axes and, and swords. Um, but they said literally, like if you just want your character to fight with two shields, like <laughs> uh, have at it. <laughs> That's up to you. Um, Challenge accepted. <laughs> and one thing that Mandy and I were talking about while we were watching the guy um, draw the the day previous uh, was like whether or not they were going to have like a male female can- counterpart, like they did with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And it turns out that in the commentary they were like, "Yep, you can play as a female Avor or a male Avor." Uh, which is fantastic. Um, nice. It sounds like it may be the same character, unlike an Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where you're just playing one of two brothers or sisters, and it kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they're two separate characters. This looks like it may be one character. It just may be female or male. That's easier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, at first, I was like, well, I got to play the female, because Cassandra was amazing. She yeah. was the best part about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, but man, I don't know if I can pass up a, a Viking beard. <laughs> that, All braids so and many beads twists and, and beads. Oh. Like, I don't know if I can like not see what that is in the Assassin's Creed universe. Um, they're looking to launch on PlayStation five and Xbox series holiday this year, which is exciting. Sense. Uh, I, yeah. I remember when there was a new Assassin's Creed game every single year. Assassin's Creed is one of my favorite franchises. Like, and I was always so happy that there was always a new Assassin's Creed that when they switched over to doing it once every other year, once every two years, I was like, I get it. It's fine. But in disguise, what they're doing is having a new game, and then the year between, they're just pumping you with new content from that old game. I played so much Assassin's Creed on this podcast last week, last year, Yeah, um, talking about the DLC. So really, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed every year. They got me. And I wanted them to. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's it. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming out 2020. I'm in like Flynn. This is a, this is a good year for games. <laughs> yeah. I might buy that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the name was one of those because when we were talking about it, you know, we, we, have a, we were chatting back and forth, all of us. 
And so I was like, well, the name can only be Ragnarok if it's if it's Vikings. <laughs> and then the next, you know, then it, the next day I was like, oh, it's it's Valhalla, the only other uh, square on Vikings bingo. Oh, Vikings <laughs> bingo. I get uh, it now. Uh, He's uh, got a plan. You you got to listen and you got to stick it out. <laughs> That's right. That's Thank right. you. Whoever is still here 35 minutes in, that was for you. <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> yeah, 35 minutes. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, is it more? <laughs> oh, it's way longer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's like, oh, yeah, it's only Ragnarok or Valhalla. One of the two. That's that's the only names that anybody can ever come up with when it go- comes to Vikings. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It looks really cool. Hopefully we'll get to see some in, you know, this Thursday. Okay. And I think it's releasing for, for both old and new consoles as well. I think you oh, said that, right? Oh, that's nice. But, you know, launch yeah. title. Come on. Yeah, Ooh, launch title. That'd be that, fun it, to play yeah. on a PS5. And whenever you launch a new a new system, it has to have Assassin's Creed. That's just been the, the oh, last right. three. Yeah. The, the last three consoles have been like, and look at Assassin's Creed playing on it. <laughs> Stadia, <laughs> Stadia, look at Assassin's Creed on it. Like so. Yeah. Great launch title. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. So that'll do it for our mighty morsel. Uh, and now that brings us to our dragon of the week. Do 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 do. It's the dragon of the week. Oh, it's so sweet. It's the dragon of the week. It'll make you weep. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week is our chance to shine a little light on the industry and to talk about the people within it, the developers, the musicians, the artists, everything that goes into making a game one person or developer or company per week. That's right. And and this week, uh, Joe is going to be the one bringing us that person place or thing that's right i'll be bringing us the noun of dragon of the week (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) i know right we like nouns here um uh, i'm actually going to be talking about rihanna pratchett actually uh and i'm gonna very quickly get out of the way she is the daughter of terry pratchett who is a very (gasps) well-known yes terry pratchett's daughter we're here to talk about terry pratchett's daughter is somehow involved in video games oh she's awesome she's real awesome (laughs) <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to tell you guys a couple of the games that she worked on that are kind of a big deal, and then we'll go into a little bit more of how she got there. Um, she worked on Heavenly Sword. <gasps> she worked on Overlord 1 and 2. She worked on Mirror's Edge, and she worked on Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Bioshock Infinite. Those <gasps> are a couple. Those are big, ah. so, those are big yes. games. Those are, those are big games. Um, she. So we're going to start very young with her. Her dad bought her video games when she was six years old. She has been a massive video gamer Aww. since she was six years old. Nice. Yeah. Uh, she actually started working in video games uh, in 1998 and uh, she's worked in video games for over 20 years and she's a writer more than anything else and she she coined a couple phrases uh, that I found were hysterical and we'll get into why they are she called she said that uh, in her time of writing video games and writing for gaming companies writers are very underappreciated and people do not understand what they do and she goes they think that we are story robots (laughs) And that we are, she goes, when we're really narrative paramedics. <laughs> so so um, the first game she ever worked on was Beyond Divinity. Uh, she went to school, actually, at the uh, London College of Printing, and she went for journalism. Oh. So she was actually into writing yes. in general. All right. Uh, she wrote for PC Zone way back in, like, 90, 1998, So she was into, like, like kind of, like, gaming journalism. Uh, yes, oh. she was into reviewing. She was an editorial assistant. She was a staff writer. She became a section editor uh, on the magazine. Uh, she worked. For, she wrote for the Guardian for a while as well. Um, uh, she's actually uh, and she's actually a, a, a very decent writer. She's very well known. People do really like her stuff. 
Um, and she, so she, she, from a young age, she was given video games and she loved them. Uh, she always wanted, wondered why there weren't more girls that were the lead characters that had just as good a backstory as the guys. Um, so it kind of her father's writing and her, her growing up in a world where uh, Sarah Connor and Ripley were her like role yeah. models. She she was like, I, I want to write stories with strong, like really badass chicks in them. Um, so she basically, uh, she spent her whole career doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so she started working in reviewing and then she was doing editing and, and whatnot. And then she started working on uh, Beyond Divinity. And in the process of all of these fantastic games that she's been brought on for to help with writing or to fully write the full story she's actually gained quite a name for herself as being a person who is always fighting for diversity and gender rights in video games and to have more to show people how video games touch everyone's life it's not just the same demographic like and she said that um some some fun fun things she said she did a ted talk and she explained during that ted talk why writers are so important because in especially in the earlier days she said when she was originally working on writing games they would have the whole game mapped out already. She goes, there was no writer working on that game. She's like, it was just the person who came up with the idea and it's got like these, you know, here's a couple sentences of what the story's about. Here, um, make it work. And she's like, people <laughs> think that all we do is come up with dialogue when in reality, we should be involved in the very first step of the game so that we can work with the environmental yeah. artists, so that we can work with the character developers, so that we can work with all that and help the whole story be one communicated, like, beautiful vision. And she's like, most of the time, writers don't even get, especially to begin with, she was like, writers don't get brought in until the very end. Just to literally, they want you to narrative paramedic everything. <laughs> Your story, robot. <laughs> she, she said that there was horror stories she had heard from other people in the industry that were basically being pulled into a game development company. And the development company would say something like, hey, uh, I need you to write a thousand uh, page write-up of this thing on, uh, by next week. And they're like, you want me to write a novel about your story you have no nothing to do with <laughs> in a week? And she's like, most people, most he, she goes, most legitimate writers do not say yes to things like that because they're like, why would I create a story for you? You've already done almost all this crazy stuff that you didn't even bother to piece things together with. So she... And so she did so many talks on how important it is for writers to be brought in early. And she said that a lot of the time in the video game industry, they weren't professional writers. No one was a professional writer. If you got a great story out of things in the first 30 years, she was like, it's shocking because <laughs> people don't understand. She said she used to go into meetings where people would be hiring her to write for them. And she'd go, okay, cool. Where's the, where's the main story or whatever? She would get into the group meeting. And then one of the people in charge would say, I've seen more movies than you. I can do this myself. You can leave. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, wow, okay, I'm going to take my professional writing ass and I'll be heading out. See you later. And so um, she's won BAFTAs. She's won Screenwriting Guild Awards. She's won so many. Like, she's a phenomenal writer. So some of the stories she she helped, she was brought in, uh, I believe she was brought in halfway through on, like, Bioshock Infinite. And she's one of the people that helped polish out uh, Elizabeth's character and, like, that stuff. Nice. Um, she, That's a good story. She was brought in early. Oh, it is. Yeah. It oh, really yeah. is. Uh, she was brought in for Tomb Raider, uh, for the Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raiders, and uh, she was a she was one of the lead writers of that. And she worked with uh, with everybody, everyone in that office worked together on the game. So she was like, that was one of the most amazing and rewarding like works I've ever done. She's like, it was great. Everybody knew who Lara Croft was. She goes, most of the games I worked on, like Heavenly Sword and Mirror's Edge, nobody knew who the characters were. They were new. They were great games, but they weren't characters everybody knew. She goes, when I got the the job for Lara Croft, she goes, my mom knew who that was. Wow. <laughs> was like, she was like, there was there was some weight. There was weight that came with this. Um, but she she's been she's been fighting for writers' rights and for gender diversity and diversity in general in games forever. If you ever hear her talk about anything, she's always like more diversity, more everybody. 
she had some really fun things she said during different art, uh, different things. One of her, one of my favorite things I heard, she goes, you got to find that sweet spot between the character and the information. She was trying to explain to people how nobody understands how boring it is for a player to walk into a room and be told what they need to do. <laughs> yeah. And she said that because as a writer, she goes, we would just tell you that on the page because the point is you're a, you're a passive person watching the story. She's like, cutscenes are the bane of our existence because we know everyone wants to clip through them, but that's where all the story is. <laughs> she says, video games are an interactive experience. You have to find a way to make that person want to know the story and then look around the environment and look around in the character. She's like... I can't explain to you how cutscenes destroy the momentum in, in things, even when they're good. Oh. Yeah. She goes, people just want to skip past them. And she's like, and here as a writer, she goes, we cry. We should. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not me, um, Pratchett. Not me. I, no, I watch right? it all. I, watch all I, watch it I hope all. she's never watched. <laughs> yeah. I hope she's never watched the speed run. Cause <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um, she said that there is more often than not a writer is brought in and they are a narrative paramedic. They have to come in and they have to fix a story to make it so that it actually works within the confines of the game. Right. Um, she said that most of the, the companies that she's worked with in the last uh, seven, eight years are actually so much better. She said it's not even a big company thing because she's worked with Crystal Dynamics. She's worked with Telltale, Ninja Theory, Triumph Studios, DICE, Climax, Ooh. Irrational Games 2K, Eidos, uh, Sony, Sega, Square Enix. She's worked with a lot of big ones. But if you look at her, uh, she's she's worked with so many small ones, and she's explained that it doesn't matter what kind of company it is, the better they have all gotten better in the last seven eight years because they really do care about crafting a story that will stay with the gamer. And she said that um, she really wishes the indus industry would understand how much it needs to evolve and how much writers need to evolve with the industry and make people under make it so that everyone understands gamers and people who make games are the same people. And if you don't, if you don't play games, you probably shouldn't write for games. She said that was actually, and she, she was, she made a whole like, oh, it was, it was epic. It was a hardcore teardown. She said she met tons of people in the, in the video game industry that never played video games. And she goes, how did you even make this work? If you don't love what you're doing, mm -hmm. like in, in video games, you're not even, you don't even know who to write for. Right. You don't even know what you're writing. Um, it, it was, it, it's kind of, kind of epic. Um, but she she was she's just an amazing person. She still works in games. Uh, she's in a, a game she's working on that comes out in uh, next year, I believe. Um, Ooh. And she's just yeah oh yeah she's she's amazing. It's it's it was so hard to kind of even pare down. Like she's been working in writing video games for twenty years. Wow. And she's very it's it's just amazing. So I, I I was overwhelmed with information and I was so excited to to be able to bring her up and and tell you guys about her. So. That's hopefully uh, that makes me also yeah, yeah, happy that works. like maybe w at one time terry pratchett got to play <laughs> tomb raider oh i love the <laughs> oh, idea yeah. of that happening of Being her like, sitting well down done. with her dad yeah <laughs> yeah she she said that her dad was a big gamer and when oh. she i think she i can't remember the first system uh it was a pc though it was it was on pc she was playing some game and she said that she was so enveloped and so like brought into the world of the game that she she wanted to grow up to be a mermaid and to be a Terminator basically. <laughs> and she said the only place she could do those both of those things was in video games. <laughs> so she said, of course, I would write and want to be I would want to be in a video game. Goes, this is the best. She she loves it. She loves wow. it so much. She sounds like a, a really great advocate for many people out there, including us. <laughs> oh That's yeah, right. definitely. That's right. And uh, what was her name again, Joe? Rihanna Pratchett. Awesome. Awesome. Well. Nicely done, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know anything about that. Like I knew of her, but I just didn't know, you know, all the details, which is what this is all about, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. She <laughs> actually wrote a couple comic books. I didn't realize I had what? already read her work. Oh, like yeah, I because I read a couple. Uh, she she wrote um 
Tomb Raider for it was for Dark Horse. Oh, Dark Horse. Yeah, she yeah. wrote she wrote some of the Tomb Raider books with I think Andy Park, and they were they're awesome. Like they're really good books. Um, and she also wrote uh, the Mirror's Edge books with um, DC Comics. Oh, okay. So I had read both of those and just didn't realize that was her. And I was like, oh, man, those were great books. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's uh, episode, unfortunately. Wow. wow. Uh, however, you can always find us online. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Taste of Dragons. Uh, we do a lot of fun uh, content, little jokey jokes here and there on the Instagram. So come and grab a laugh, <laughs> a little little doggy bag as well for your way out. We got the ha-has. Yeah, got the ha-has. Head over to Twitter where we get, we like to post a lot of the news that it's happening. Um, put put a little spice on that sugar that you got from Instagram. Don't know, don't know where I'm going here. It's a taste thing. It's a taste thing. Um, also check us out on YouTube uh, if you have friends. Like, is that like the cinnamon? Is YouTube like or is it like a yeah, soy sauce? Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit like cinnamon because it's like. Uh, for people that 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 are having sugar, like oh, wait, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Brings a little spice. Tell your to the friends, game. yeah, who don't have uh, like regular podcasting stuff, they can listen to us on YouTube. Um, check That's us right. out there. We have some videos as well, and hopefully, new content coming in soon. That's right. That's right. Well, all right. Well, uh, uh, as always, we record live in our well, as always, re- recently, uh, we record live in our Dragon's Lair. Which is, you know, downstairs in our houses, uh, separately still because you know quarantine's still in effect, and uh, we don't want to get each other sick. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, as always, we record live in our uh, dragon's den or dragon's lairs, which is the downstairs of each one of our respective houses. We only have one stair. Still There's in quarantine. None, no, no upstairs yeah. for us. That's okay. You know, our, nobody has our to layer is our home, Brian. <laughs> 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 and a home is where the heart is. Oh, Hannah. So. Okay, let's move on. I'm just word associating <laughs> at this point. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, um, also, we did want to give a little shout out to uh, to a friend of the show. Uh, Troy, you have that information? Yeah, um, Eric, uh, who goes by Rhythm Bastard, amazing musician, uh, did some great content on Saturday. Um, continue to look for him on Twitter and uh, Instagram. He's a really good guitarist and vocalist. And he's also got some things cooking in the pipes for our podcast. So, Ooh. Uh, big shout outs to Rhythm Bastard. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's we at Rhythm you. Bastard on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And I believe he has his own website, which is probably just rhythmbastard.com. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I think it's at Patreon as well. Yeah, right on. everywhere, yeah. just anywhere. Absolutely. Everywhere. He is everywhere. <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. So as always, my name is Brian. My name's Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. And we are the, the Taste, Taste of Dragons. Of Dragons. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Bye.